join us as we take a look behind the scenes with the independent musicians of Louisiana. Learn about upcoming projects before they drop. Experience the rich heritage of iconic venues and get first-hand accounts of exclusive events. Musicians are remarkable people. Get to know them, their struggles, and the inspiration for their art. NewOrleansMusicians.com is dedicated to uplifting the artists and providing them with the tools necessary to elevate their craft. We shine a spotlight on them, as well as highlight the music scene and educate everyone with our interviews, album reviews, and music scene news. This is NewOrleansMusicians.com. So the Rabinesh studio actually began its life as Balance Studios, correct? This building, okay, yeah, was uh, was built um, by a guy named Fortman, uh, and it was and their their studio was called Balance, okay. and they had it for I think about a year, but they're the ones that that really stepped up and uh, and hired uh, John Stork to come in and design and uh, design the studio and um, a local contractor. Uh, built it who is also a musician mm -hmm. he took a lot of pride in building this building it's an amazing amazing studio yeah there's no there were no corners cut anywhere and its purpose at the time was it was it a recording studio for the public or for one specific artist he was a major label uh, producer and he was working in LA and New York but he was from here so he wanted a place to work here gotcha. and um, he uh, he did, he he still does big bands, but he's he's living in Florida now. Um, but uh, and he he wound up uh, you know just just letting it go. Uh, and then uh, a fellow by the name of John Jonathan Treby bought it, and he ran it as JT Studio uh, for about about I think about sixteen or seventeen years. And he took amazing care of it. Yeah, uh, he he had a lot of Christian clients, but he, he was, and I, and I worked with Jonathan back in the '80s, like uh, well, back in the '90s, uh, at um, studio on Canal Street, uh, in uh, at the at the foot of Canal Street, uh, where where the Canal Place uh, Theater is, mm -hmm. and all that in that building, and uh, we we he was the lead engineer, and I was second engineer. So Jonathan, uh, you know, had this place for all those years, took great care of it, and then he uh, retired and moved down to Florida, and a real estate company bought this place, and they were going to turn it into a warehouse for the lighting place across the street, but the owner fortunately had a son who played guitar, mm -hmm. and he walked in here and he went, wait a minute. Yeah. Because they were getting ready to gut it, yeah. and that was the word we all heard that this was going to be gutted and turned back into a warehouse. Oh wow! So he had the good sense to try to find somebody <clears throat> to rent it, and I was fortunate enough to get it. Beautiful. That would have been such a loss, huh? So, so I have a, a 15 year option on the building, and I'm very tickled to be working in it because it's just absolutely beautiful. Yeah, I was going to ask um, what you were doing at that time, but uh, as it turned out, your paths your paths crossed you and. Uh, previous owner uh, at a certain point and then um, did you learn about the availability through him or? no in fact he called me when uh, when he was selling out mm -hmm. and uh, he asked me if I just wanted to buy it like turnkey 
with all of his gear still in it. Well, and I was in downtown Covington at the Mason's Lodge with uh, with our other studio, and I told him, "No, we're we've got a good deal here." Um, turns out, three months later, the Masons decided that they were going to turn their place back into a uh, into a, a social yeah. hall, which is what it was originally. It was a place for them to have their parties and rent it out for weddings and stuff like that. So um, they decided. After we had been there seven years, that they they wanted to do that. Cosmos wanted you here, huh? <laughs> I'm Things kind you. of aligned. <laughs> uh, it, it, it absolutely, absolutely. That's wonderful for you. I'm happy for you, and I'm happy you got to save this place from becoming a a soulless lighting warehouse. You know, <laughs> uh, that's funny. So uh, the birth of this studio naturally was a, a next step in the evolution. How did you come? into the position of being able to purchase the facility, um, I guess hot, not to purchase it, but to advance its progression once you were here? Well, um, we, re- I wouldn't say we advanced it. Yeah. I would say we integrated into it because um, the, the the speaker systems you're seeing that, that are in the wall, yeah. that's part of the building. That that didn't That didn't come out. Uh, those are actually structurally built into the building, so they they had to stay here. Uh-huh. Now these near fills, we're in fact we're still experimenting with which set of near fills we got. We've got uh, three sets here. There will there will only be uh, one or two sets uh, mm-hmm. when we finally decide you know which ones we like. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, we brought in the you know our analog console, but all the wiring that that goes. You know that that patch bay there, and, and which which all the wires run all through the ceiling and into the other rooms and all that. All that was here when we walked in. Yeah. So we didn't. You know, we just had to interface into it. Sure. You know, we didn't we didn't run any wires or build any wires or make any cabling. Well, we made a few, but to but I say it was it was mostly a matter of integrating, like on Star Trek when they when they try to integrate. Right. Technology with the Romulans. Yeah. <laughs> that's how our, that's how it was for us. I did want to mention uh, my landlord, uh, also a very cool dude, um, uh, Dennis LaRocca. Uh-huh. And uh, like I said, his son uh, was uh, Nick LaRocca. And they're, they're, they're a musical family, uh, historically important in New Orleans, because their uncle recorded the very first uh, jazz record. His name was Nick LaRocca. Really? And the original Dixieland Jazz Man in 1917. Wow. So, you know, so he, he's, his heart's a little bit into, into our business. Well, it's not. It's actually a lot. He's a lot. He, yeah. He's a great landlord. He, he comes checks on us all the time, and he's taking such good care of us, you know. So it's really kind of a... Like you say, uh, the universe just put us all together, yeah, right. I, and that's why I think this 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 is going to be a, a there some big noise coming out of this place. Um, I read on your site uh, that you were in um, composition, production, performing things of that nature throughout the years before all of this occurred. You were doing some audio engineering and, and some performing. Yeah, I've been doing all of that. Uh, in fact, Rabidash Records, my record company, this we're going to be celebrating our 40th year, 40th anniversary this year. So made our first uh, 45 single uh, 40 years ago. Nice. Um, for some of the people out there, could you name some of the artists that you've worked with over the years? 
Um, <coughs> um, Anders Osborne, Teresa Anderson, uh, Big Al Carson, Waylon Thibodeau, Big Daddy O, um, Rock and Jake, uh, Nora Wickstead, um, John Magney, uh, who later went on to be with the Subdudes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did his his first records. Jeff Spence, Doug Duffy. Um, um, right now we're doing uh, well. We've got two two albums out on Michael O'Hara, The Sheik, mm-hmm. that are new new albums, not yeah. not old Sheik records, but yeah. new new stuff he's put written and produced himself and put out. Yeah, and. Uh, and then uh, we're all, we're very excited to have a, an artist. Uh, her name is Sarah B. <coughs> from Kiln, Mississippi, and uh, we're just finishing up her her record right now. Yeah, we're expecting big, big things out of that one. Yeah, that's beautiful. She was signed to uh, Universal before she came. And Universal and Sony. Yeah, she had she had some major label deals that. Uh, you know, they, they recorded her, but they they never put the stuff out. Really? Yeah, that happens a lot with major labels. Yeah. Wow. But uh, she actually worked in London with Adele's producers, production team, the last major deal she had. Beautiful. Right before she came to us. Yeah. Well, I bet you're excited about that. I'm very excited about Sarah. <laughs> very excited about Sarah B. That's wonderful. Um, being that you were a label before you were a studio, do you feel like it's, it's kind of uh, enabled you to do more for the artist, I guess, is a all-encompassing service. Well, uh, we're, we're absolutely, you know, to a fault, all about the artist. Yeah. You know, we, we spend too much money on, and too much time making the recordings. We, we make sure that the artist is really happy with the recordings. Uh, you know... Yeah, we're we're definitely an artist-run label. <laughs> That's great, though. I mean, it, it really uh, it allows you to do more for them. I would believe. <laughs> oh. um, okay, so I read an article where um, National Recording Artist was recounting his time with a producer by the name of Rick Rubin, and uh, both the artist account and Rick's own account. Um, of his methods stressed reduction um and i think this closely parallels uh what you have said in the past about being more of a photographer than a painter when it comes to sound production um i was hoping that you could touch on the importance of reduction in this process for the audience well um there are there are producers that uh artists come to them because they don't have necessarily have a sound of their own they want the producer's sound mm-hmm. and that's not me <clears throat> so i'm i'm all about well what's beautiful and what's great about the artist the way they are and take that and enhance it mm-hmm. but but not not change it not not recreate it uh i've never i've never heard or used the name reduction Right. Uh, but I think I get what you mean um, in the fact that, yes, try to keep it as simple as possible. And, you know, you, you capture what's there. You, you know, maybe polish off a few of the rough edges. But it's still the, 
the artist, what they are, what they are when they play live. Sure. Um, and that's that's what I'm all about. Mm-hmm. Um, now, um, I give the artists a lot of freedom if they they want to, you know, if they want to run something, run with something like the John Lisi record. Um, you know, he had he had some ideas in his head that, you know, I would have never thought because I had seen him live playing with his rock trio, you know, his blues trio. Uh-huh. And he's a phenomenal guitar player. And and that's what it was all about to me was his guitar playing. And, and he's, he's a very quirky songwriter. Mm-hmm. So uh, to me, that's what the whole thing was about, At which we recorded and we did that. But then he goes, okay, now I want to, I want to do some extra painting, uh-huh. you know, on on what we've already recorded. But I had never heard that, but it was in his head. Mm-hmm. So he brought in, you know, uh, saxophone players and harmonica players and, and built this whole extra layer of palette around his little rock trio that, you know, I had never heard before. It, it didn't exist in nature. It only existed in his head. Yeah. It was very cool. So, so I, in, in, a, in a way, he produced his own record, mm-hmm. you know. That's beautiful. Yeah. Um, for the uh, Industry Insider series I'd mentioned earlier, um, maybe you could give an idea to um, aspiring artists that have not yet come to a studio, uh, what you require of them and um, what you offer them. I know it's a broad question. but Well, with, with uh, there being so much technology available today that you can record in your own home, mm-hmm. uh, you what what we offer is um, the space for one thing the acoustically perfect space because when you're recording home you're always sound like you're in a box you you're always fighting fighting that but all, this this building was designed to be just uh, you know perfectly acoustically so it, it makes us look like geniuses because we just put up a microphone and record it and it sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because they spent, you know, $4 million building this building 20 years ago and, and hired a, an, an, acoustic, an acoustician, John Stork, to design it. Yeah. And, and they followed his designs to a letter. You know, every single piece of wood, every single piece of fabric, every piece of glass, uh, the, the walls have nine layers in them. So, you know, when it's raining outside, we, we don't stop working. You don't hear it. Because uh, and as you can see, we have we have a teacher in there teaching right now, and we, you know, you don't hear them at all. It's a hundred percent isolation between here and there. Sure. So, and the reason you want that as a record when you're recording is because you want to know what's actually coming out of the speakers is actually what's going down the tape. If if you if you're hearing them in the other room, then that's not what's going down the tape. Sure. Uh, tape, I say now, <laughs> going down to the recorder. We know, we know, yeah. Um, and, and, uh... Did, so did I answer your question, or did I go much. off on a tangent? Um, I guess you, you started to touch on something that I wanted to get into, actually, because I think these days a distinguishment needs to be made between the home recording artist versus a studio. A lot of people with the technology out there right now might ask themselves, why would I why would I want a studio? And you kind of touched on some of that with the acoustics. And the other side is, is the experience with the, with the equipment, you know, how, how to do it. Just because you, ha- 
let's say a home studio, uh, the computer system that you would have at home might have 90%, let's say, of what of the tools that we have here on our computer. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you would think that, well, I can get it 90% as good as I can, can at the studio in my own home. But it's the years and years and years and years of doing it. You know, <laughs> our, uh, we have, you know, a team of engineers here. Sure. That, uh, and Mark Hewitt has been, uh, you know, has done platinum records, uh, Grammy-nominated records. He, used to, he cut his teeth at Alan Toussaint Studios, he's saying, you know, back in the 80s. So um, he's, I mean, it's just, he's our lead engineer. You met uh, Stephen Boy, who has uh, just moved here from Austin. Uh, and <coughs> Steve's our computer guru, and he, he uh, but, but he's a wonderful audio engineer, too. And we work on Pro Tools. We work on the Pro Tools platform, uh, which is kind of the industry standard. But there's many other, they call them DAWs, Digital Audio Workstation. <laughs> and there, there are many, many others uh, that some of them are even free, and they're, they're wonderful. They're, sure. you, know, you can do a lot with them at home. But people, people at home come to us after they've pulled their hair out. I get calls almost every day. Man, I've been... I've been working on this thing. I bought all these mics and I bought all this gear and I've been working on this stuff and it just just doesn't sound right. You know, can you help me out? Yeah. Yeah, well, so we'll we'll try to take what they've already done and and fix it if it's if some of what they've done is is uh, usable. Mm -hmm. And uh and what I also encourage people to do if I know they have a home system, I encourage them to you know, if if you want to spend you know, 3 days singing your vocal over and over and over and over and over again until you get it absolutely perfect, do that at home right. for free. Okay. <laughs> you know? Sure. And then, and then bring it to me, and then we'll plug it into what we did here. Yeah. You know, you don't want to be paying, you know, our rate uh, for, uh, to, to sit there and practice. Sure. And that, that's the other thing I always tell bands. I say, look, make sure, before you come in, make sure you really know the song. Make sure that, you know, you got new strings on your guitar and new strings on your bass. Uh, make sure that there's no no shorts or anything in your cables, you know, because all of that comes out on the recording. And, and you, you know, uh, and just make sure you really, really know the songs <laughs> if, if you've never been in before. And then if it's like a singer or a songwriter that wants their song recorded, I always encourage them to not like use their buddy that plays drums or, you know, no, let's let's use professional studio musicians because you'll save so much money. Yeah. Because the music, the you know, the the professional will get it, take one take, maybe second take, and you're done. You know, you bring your friend in that's never been in the studio before. He's gonna. Uh, or even if he's even if he plays gigs all the time, you know, and, and is just not used to being in the studio. Yeah, that's great. And you did. I wanted to say it on camera. You did say that you had accommodations here too for artists that come in from out of town and need a place to stay for a few days while they work on a project. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, we have a shower upstairs, and and we have uh, lots of uh, pull-out sofas and lots of pillows and sheets, and yeah. you know, it's not the Ritz, but. Uh, you know, and got the kitchen, got yeah. the, you know, we got, uh, and uh, so yeah, uh, people can, if they if they come in from out of town and then are on a budget, we can accommodate them. Beautiful. All right, Rabbit Ash Studios, y'all. Thank you so much. I All right. It. Hey, this is Levi from Miss Lair, Chesapeake Town, in 1016. 
Look, man, we all started off as jam bands. Get together, we push our souls all throughout the speakers, man. Simple as that. The connections that we form with our crowds and followers is nothing like any other. We'd love to have you back. Click that old button, show your support, or you can check us out at Buy Me a Coffee. Backslash? Backslash? Black, 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 black. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Buy Me a Coffee, Backslash. Backslash. Buy Me a Coffee, Backslash, Yours Music. I said, Buy Me a Coffee, Backslash, Yours Music. I have spoken. Yeah, 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 yeah.